Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by JTM Food Group. Let's create great dishes together. JTM, PNC Bank, the official bank of the Cincinnati Reds. PNC, make today the day. Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation, where there's help, there's hope. And by Wings and Rings, 16 area locations and proud sponsor of the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by Kelsey. Chevrolet, Route 50 and 275 Lawrenceburg, Greater Cincinnati's full-service dealer. From their family to yours. Ralph's American Grill in Wilmington, Ohio. Visit ralphsgrill.com. And by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the radio. Now the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Hey, very delightful. Good evening to you and welcome once again to the BetMGM Sportsbook Inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks. It's the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thraw. Great to be with you tonight as we talk Reds baseball for the next hour. And, uh, well, there was a little news this week, Jimmy. The Reds uh, added a, a, a local product on a minor league deal. Kind of excited to see uh, how Josh Harrison looks this spring. Yeah, we talked about depth. It's another depth move, a guy that's been around the block and um, no stranger to Cincinnati, obviously, being a native. Uh, going to be tough to make the club. Uh, if he does not, uh, it's because guys are healthy. Yeah, that's, that's a good sign. And uh, if this team can get through this season healthy, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and that's yeah. going to be one of the keys that we've talked about a lot on this show throughout the offseason. A lot to get to on this edition of the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. Uh, we're going to break down the roster as best as we can with what limited knowledge we have about this Red Lakes team. So we will uh, go kind of position by position and uh, talk about perhaps position battles, things like that that are going on. Uh, but right out of the gate, We've got a very special guest, a guy that had a phenomenal year last year, really a career year uh, when you look across the board, and that is Reds outfielder Jake Fraley. Excited to talk with Jake. He's on the line now, and let's welcome in Jake Fraley. Jake, thanks so much for uh, being on with us. How are things? Uh, they're doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, Jake, I know that uh, this offseason has, has certainly been uh, probably a little trying for you and your family. Uh, we've all seen the news now. Uh, about your daughter, uh, and boy, since hearing about that, uh, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say that uh, your family's uh, has been in our thoughts and prayers this this whole time. So, uh, kind of give us an uh, an update there. How, how's how's everything going? Yeah, everything is. Uh, first off, I, I appreciate it. Um, everything's been going great. Um, everything never stops being great, um, and that's 
that's the God honest truth. Um, and it's, it's been a blessing to be able to, um, you know, have a understanding of, uh, of who my savior is in Jesus. And, um, and when I can understand that relationship that I have, you know, it, it puts to perspective, um, you know, life and, you know, we, uh, we live in a broken world and this is just part of it. And, you know, uh, just having to uh, walk through that with somebody, um, you know, in my family and my daughter. So, um, but other than that, it, it you know, it, it's been a blessing to, to see uh, my daughter grow through it, to see my son grow through it, to see my wife grow through it and, and to see myself grow through it. And she's doing phenomenal. She, uh, about three weeks ago, we found out that she has no evidence of any disease. Um, praise Jesus. So she has, uh, no cancer cells, neither um, active nor dormant in her in her system, and um, she's just crushing through treatment. That wow. is uh, that's tremendous news, Jake. Outstanding. Uh, when we heard that, it was uh, you know prayers answered. What I know that uh, it's not over though. What what are the days ahead looking like? And will you guys all be together during spring training? Yeah. So uh, with um, with leukemia, um, I mean I, I don't want to. You know, with any cancer, there's obviously always um, a uh, a chance of reoccurrence. And um, so with her uh, protocol, um, even though she is uh, considered in full remission, um, she still has to continue on her, her treatment uh, plan till finish, um, which is about six months of frontline chemo um, and then a uh, about another year and um, and a half of, uh, of continued treatment. Um, so she's going to, going to continue on that. None of it changes. Um, and she is fortunately, um, her, most of her treatment is ambulatory. So we're able to show up to the hospital, go home after she's done treatment. And, um, it's basically a clinical study that she's, she's not on an active clinical study, but like her roadmap of her treatment is it was a clinical study at one time. And so now, because it's had so much success um, as far as that specific roadmap for anybody that has what my daughter has an ALL, um, you just follow that protocol. It doesn't matter where you're at in the country. You know, it doesn't waver as far as um, the uh, greatness of care that you get based off of what doctor you get. It's, you know, it's a, it's a roadmap and you go to it and you're, all right, I'm here in treatment. This is the doses. This is the chemo that I'm getting. And, and you kind of do that. So we're fortunate enough in that aspect where we're able to stay together and we're able to continue treatment at Phoenix Children's and then also do um, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati's hospital. Cincinnati. So um, we're going to be together in spring training. She's going to be a little delayed getting to me, um, getting back to me, uh, the Angelica and the kids, um, for about two weeks because uh, she's going to do um, her first phase of her um or her first treatment in her next phase um, here in, in Miami. And then once she uh, recovers from that, she's going to, Angelica and the kids are going to fly back out to, to Goodyear with me. Wow. I have to believe that that is a, a huge relief for you and your family to be able to be together for the majority of spring training. And, you know, with this time of year coming up, conversations that we've had, things you've been very public about, talking about how, in the past, it has been very difficult for you to leave the family and, and head to spring training. You know, you know, you've talked about it so much, how much you've grown as a person and, and being able to handle with the difficulties that you've had in your life. Do you, do you feel like where you're at in life right now, you're probably more equipped to be able to handle this type of challenge than maybe you've been at other points? 
Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's a very good question. Um, it's, it's actually something the Lord has been walking me through of many things uh, through this off season, and um, it, and let me break that off into two kind of parts here. One, it's it's always going to be difficult to leave your family, and anybody that has a family can can understand that, um, especially with my kids being at the age that they are. They understand, you know, there's no kind of hiding the fact that you know Papa's going to be gone for two weeks, right? And they're not we're not going to be together. So that aspect of it's never going to change. It's always difficult, but I think more on the side that. Um, for the sake of your question on what I have gotten a lot better at is, is kind of more just an understanding. Um, and again, going back to what I said about the Lord walking me through something this off season. And um, it's been really cool because it's, it's kind of like realizing how much, um, you know, the Bible talks a lot about like idols um, and, and idolization of things isn't necessarily in a person or, you know, like in old Testament with, uh, with like a statue or something of gold or silver that's kind of created it also placed in um in places and things and um something that i didn't know and i i realize now um is that i put a lot of uh emphasis on certain places and the joy and peace of it well it's not it's not to say that that's bad but when it starts affecting your kind of joy peace and happiness that's where it becomes a problem and um you know the lord's been walking me through like understanding that you know as a believer in, in christ and walking that road with Christ, my joy, my peace, my happiness comes from him. It comes from my relationship with him. It comes from being able to get to his presence every single day and every moment of every day. It never comes from a place, person, or thing. Um, so in that aspect, a thousand times fold over and any terminology you want to use, um, I've grown a lot from that. So being able to, to just walk that, that kind of rope and uh, of understanding, um, you know, no matter what circumstances you're going through in life, no matter where you are or the people that you're not around that you want to be around or a place that you want to be that you're not at, um, you know, I can, it doesn't provide me that same joy, peace, and happiness that it does, you know, when I get alone with my father, and I can do that anywhere. Incredible stuff, Jake. Uh, certainly want to talk about baseball as well. Glad to hear everything's looking up from a, a personal standpoint as well. But uh, you had a great year last year. I know there's a lot of anticipation uh, for this season. So uh, why don't we uh, stick around if you could, and uh, we'd like to talk some baseball when we come back. How's that sound? Absolutely. Love All talking right. baseball. All right. We'll talk some baseball with Jake Fraley. You're listening to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF Live from the BetMGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. We're live at the BetMGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar down here at the Banks. Nice contingent joining us this evening. Thanks for uh, the folks that decided to come on down this is our last show until that show right before opening day our last show on site that is last yeah. on location we are going to be on location it's just going to be on location in arizona and a week from yeah, tonight right probably broadcasting from an office or a conference room somewhere correct it's it's not quite the same although once games start then we'll be doing it from the stadium which will be nice yes but, we're visiting with Reds outfielder Jake Fraley. Uh, Jake, uh, I, I know last season, battling injury, you had the toe issue toward the end. You, you kind of grinded through it. You were playing hurt there at the end of the year, and then you had surgery in the offseason. How is the toe doing, and uh, you, you ready to get back to uh, 100% and what that feels like to play baseball at 
Yeah, well, well, you feel 100% on that first day of spring training. After that, you never feel it again. So I'm excited for that 100% on that first day of spring training for sure. (laughs) Um, No, the foot's doing good. Uh, Surgery went really well. Uh, Dr. Anderson did a phenomenal job, um, and we had no complications. And I had no complications going through therapy and and recovery. Uh, Everything was smooth. Um, So, yeah, the foot's doing well. No pain. I'm able to do everything 100%, and um, it's it's healed very well. What does this team have to do to take that next step? Uh, The next step would obviously be getting into the playoffs, perhaps winning a division title. What do you guys have to do to get there? Um, good question. I, uh, I really believe that there, obviously every year you need to make changes, right? You need to, you need to find some way to get better. Um, and that's a must. Um, and that's also a, a given, right? Um, I think in order for us to, to really kind of dig into what this, roster is capable of um i think we just need to um stay on the path that 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 we're on and not try to do um too much Uh, i think a lot of things are already in place um i think the high praise is the crawl and meter and um the front office for doing a really good job of keeping um you know the core of these group of guys together since 2022 and i was actually talking to uh to pick about this yesterday um you know what we went through in 2022 um and obviously there's a a handful of very you know young guys that came up last year that weren't there in 2022 um but the other guys that were there were able to experience what it was like um and 2022 was uh obviously a tough year um you know that was a year that um you know there was a lot of growing a lot of growing pains in that year um and then you fast forward to kind of harnessing that feeling and taking that next step and going into 2023 and then being able to utilize that um, so that when it com- comes back up, right? Cause every single season, you always have a fork in the road that you get to. And, you know, it's, is the team going to go this way or is it going to go this way? Um, and I feel like those experiences with those group of guys is, is unique. Um, it's something that's really hard to, to kind of keep right um, on a roster like that consistently. And, and then you kind of interject all of these guys last year, all the young guys. Um, I mean, I don't have to, you know, explain in any detail how talented they each are. Um, and then we go through um, a really big step forward last year and, and what we kind of showing what we're capable of on, a, on the field. And now going into this year, um, you know, with, the culture that was cultivated in the clubhouse was, I think for me, at least in my opinion, the the most important aspect of that. And then, like I said, being able to keep that core together and not mess with it too much, um, except add a few pieces to make, you know, make it a little bit better. Um, I think that we just need to trust. We just need to trust what we have and we just need to just continue to let this, um, you know, this, this ball roll down the hill um, as it's going. Um, and don't try to do too much with it. But, um, and again, going back to my conversation with Pick yesterday, um, we were talking a lot about intention. Um, and I think that if we can get, um, which I already think we do have the majority of guys, um, but if we can get the bulk of the roster that's going to be out there on the field um, every day, 
to really just go all in on having an, an intention behind everything that they do. And I'm not just meaning an intention when you go out and you try to hit a baseball, you try to hit a slider, you've you got to make a good throw, you got to execute a pitch, you got to steal that base, you got to run down that fly ball. Those are, again, those are givens. I'm talking about, like, having an intention behind your behaviors, behind your habits. Um, a lot of the stuff that you don't see out in the field, you know, that you guys see on the TV and, and um, you know, sitting in the dugout. And I think that if that can be pushed across, which, you know, I think there's a lot of really good things that are going in the right direction with our mental performance department um, and having the right people, the right people with the right knowledge in order to incorporate that stuff. And I think that uh, when that starts being incorporated, you're going to start seeing um, a huge difference in the way um, that, you know, the bulk of us are really carrying, um, again, like our intentions behind everything that we do. Um, and I think that when you go into looking at the dynasties, right, these teams that do stuff for a lot of years, they're just winning baseball year after year after year. And obviously you can, I mean, off the top of my head, the Astros, right? I bet you you can take a step back and you really, like, just dial in and look at what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. There's an intention behind everything they're doing, and they're all doing it. It's not just scattered between one player or next. Um, and I think that for us, we have the right people that are coming in that are going to kind of present that knowledge and, and be there to kind of keep hold people accountable in a sense. Um, and then you have a group of guys that are hungry, that want to do it, and have kind of gone through the adversity in 2022 and then injected like all of these guys that are just, just as hungry. And, and, you know, we had some adversity last year, right? We, we were going through this really cool stretch of winning games and then all of a sudden we're really close and then boom, you're just short. Um, so being able to take all that experience and then again, just continue to push that kind of boulder down the, down the hill um, just to, you know, this next year, cause that's what's next. And then interject all of that, you know, knowledge into it. I think that, um, I think that that's going to be a, a huge key for us with applying uh, that intention behind everything that we're doing. Yeah, it seemed like when you guys had that, it, it certainly that was when you were at your best, and I think it showed up a lot offensively when when this team uh, was very intentional with at bats and, and uh, approaches at the plate. I want to talk about your game. You know, coming off a career year last year, real quick, what what are some of your goals for this year? How do you take the next step forward? Uh, in your game this year? Um, I, for me, I just, I just want to, I feel like I have, you know, obviously I'm still young. I'm 28 years old. and um, But I feel like I've gone through quite a bit with a lot of stuff, uh, whether it's injuries or personal stuff or just grinding my butt off to, you know, get onto a roster, stay on a roster. And then every year kind of doing a little bit more to, to just take that next step forward for myself and being able to do that and stair step that for the last, you know, three years and change, um, four years. And I want to be able to just, I think a big goal of mine is just being like, just, and I think I might've said this last year too, with one of you guys asking this in camp, I just want to be a servant. I, I want to be, I want to, I want to be a servant to, to everybody around me. I want to be able to, um, I'm not the guy that's going to get up there and, and, you know, have a speech in front of the, the team. I mean, I, I will if I have to, but right. That's like, that's kind of like set in stone with, with our captain and John and um, Mr. Captain America there. And, and <laughs> for me, I just, I want to be able to be that person that just kind of, when I walk in a room, you kind of recognize my presence because um, not because I'm banging my chest and I'm telling you I'm here, but because 
I have an intention behind everything that I'm doing. And again, I'm going back to that word intention. Um, and it's, it's about that, those specific behaviors that accompany like what you're doing and how you're going about it and, and, and having, being able to, to have that, um, be a part of myself and my career and, and, and why I do what I do. I want that to kind of trickle off into the guys around me. Um, and I think part of me in doing that is again, like what I said, being that servant. And I think that's my focal, my focal point this year is just, I want to be a servant to everybody around me. And I want to kind of just allow that stuff just to trickle into everything. Um, I've been fortunate to be placed around, uh, some really cool guys, uh, over the last couple of years when I was in Seattle with Felix Hernandez and, and Kyle Seeger in their last years, years. And then, uh, you know, I had a couple of years with Mitch Hanniger and like these guys, um, are just, and obviously with Joey, the last few years here in Cincinnati, um, they just like their mentality when it comes to the game, right? They, they didn't achieve what they achieved by, by accident. Like they have a bulletproof mental approach. Um, and, and then the guy that I hired on for myself a few years back in Brian Kane, I mean, it's just transformed my life, my career. And I just want to be able to have that opportunity another year, which I do. I'm grateful for and I'm, stoked about it but i just want to be able to utilize it and take take advantage of that opportunity and, and just kind of expunge all of that information and and help bring everybody else up to the level that i see myself at and i see myself and i see our team at um yeah I and mean, well I, I hate to cut you off jake but uh, unfortunately we got to get to a break but i appreciate the time great stuff as always and certainly look forward to catching up more in arizona man appreciate it Perfect. thank you guys all right thanks jake Unbelievable stuff. Jake Fraley joining us, Reds outfielder. We continue on the Budweiser Hot Stove next on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back live to the Bet MGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks. It's the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrallstone Shields keeping us in line back in our network headquarters. And Yid is with us, Dave Yiddy Armbruster, getting us all set up and taken care of here on site. Uh, boy, great to hear from Jake Fraley. Good to chat with him. Hated to have to cut him off there at the end, but um, good stuff as always from Jake Fraley. Uh, he is part of this Reds outfield when you look at it, Jim. Uh, Obviously, you, you can't help but be excited about what we saw from Jake last year, uh, the progress that Will Benson made. You know, that was kind of one of those moves when the Reds acquired Will Benson. It was a little bit under the radar. A lot of people thought, well, what? who is Will Benson and why are the Reds getting him? Well, he came up, struggled out of the gate, went back down, and boy, when he came back the final time, he was on a mission. And uh, really impressive what we saw out of Will Benson you got to imagine those are the two guys that are going to be battling for right field. And the, the, the problem with it is both are left-handed hitters and um, both have struggled against left-handed pitching. Yeah, and if you look at, you know, and I've, I've talked about this several times during the offseason, if there was one want or need in my mind, it doesn't seem to register with others, but a right-handed hitting outfielder. Um, you're going to have Spencer Steer that's going to play primarily outfield, left field, because of the way the infield is shaking out. He'll he'll play some infield as well. I hope he's all over the place just like he was last year, which is a vital role. And I, I'm i comfortable with T.J. Friedel. You look at the numbers right. of him hitting against a left-hander, uh, left-handed pitching, um, you know, comfortable with him there. And right now there's no true center fielder defensively on this roster, so that is another uh, area of concern. Uh, but you're talking about 
Friedel, Fraley, Benson, Nick Martini, left-handed hitters. You've got Stuart Fairchild will be in the mix, who it will aid him being right-handed, but I wouldn't rule out one of those late, either late signing, a non-roster invitee signing, a waiver acquisition towards the end of spring training. So I think it's going to be a fluid situation. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. And, and, you know, with it, it Spencer Steer and TJ Friedel, those guys can hit uh, both right-handers and left-handers. Yeah. So th- that leaves, if you want a platoon situation, I think your platoon would ideally be in right field. When they're both left-handed hitters, it kind of turns into, all right, who's going to be your regular out there? Otherwise, how do you figure out who's playing on any given day between yeah. – uh, Fraley and Benson, because both proved deserving to be out there on a regular basis. Yeah. And, and I think Will Benson even improved as a right fielder as the season went on. Mm-hmm. I, that The outfield is going to be something that I'm, I'm curious when it gets to spring training and, and you start to see the battles, that's the thing that, that I'm going to kind of have an eye on. Because right now I think all four of those guys are locks on the team. And, and, and I'm putting Spencer Steer as a regular in left field. I, th- I think yeah. he is your quote-unquote everyday left fielder. I don't think there's any question about that, at least on paper going into spring. And you're probably going to carry five outfielders. I would think that the number would be five. So it's going to be interesting. There's going to be very few battles uh, in spring. Um and one of them is certainly going to be for that fifth outfielder spot. As far as infielders are concerned, I think you have your regular four that are going to be locks. Jamer Candelario is kind of, in, in my mind, a, a fifth out or a fifth infielder, but he's an, a fifth infielder that's still going to get a lot of playing time. We know that the Reds he's like to play every day. Oh yeah, but the Reds like to give guys yeah. days off. I, I just he's not going to have a set everyday position. He's no. going to be that guy that can. Give guys days off on a rotating basis. Um, and, and like we've talked about before, countless times, nagging injuries come up. Maybe a guy needs just a couple of games because they've got a toe or an ankle's bothering him. They need a few games off. That's when Jamer can step in and, and kind of give that guy uh, a blow for a few days, and you're not losing anything because he's an everyday player. But I, I to me, the infield on a regular basis still is – Encarnacion stranded first. Uh, you've got McLean at second. De La Cruz will be your shortstop, and Marte at third. I, I I don't necessarily see that any differently. And then you can have Candelario as your DH when he's not somewhere on the infield. Well, yeah, I think there, the number is probably six infielders, and that's including McLean, De La Cruz, Candelario, Marte, Christian Encarnacion stranded. If Jonathan India is still on in this organization, he's on the team. He's going yes. to be on the team. So th- there's your six right there with Spencer Steer as your guy that's going to play infield and outfield. So that's going to leave guys like a Jose Barrero, a Josh Harrison, who they just signed. And, again, if, if everyone's healthy, the, that's, in my mind, set. Yeah. If, if all those guys are healthy, that's, that's your infield. I think almost one of the battles you'll be watching in spring training with regards to the infield is – who are the guys that provide depth in AAA, and where do they where do they stand on the depth chart? Who's right. the first guy that's going to be called when you have to dip into AAA and get somebody? And, and right now, I, I got asked this question after the show last week. Where does Jose Barrero stand? And he, he's not a major league guy right now. Um, I know he has continued to work tirelessly. He continues to have a great attitude. He's taken the demotions down to AAA and off the roster very, very well. Um, but he's going to have to play his way back onto this team, and I don't know that you're going to see him in a regular role uh, in the future with this team, but he could play his way into a guy that provides this team with some depth. Well, if he if he's a guy that is willing to 
we saw him a little bit in center field. Mm-hmm. He is a right-handed bat that could possibly play center field. Whether that happens in the spring, we'll find out. By the way, going back to the right-handed bat in the outfield, we've talked about Jonathan India right. supposedly being willing to take some balls in left field. So if that happens, there's another right-handed option. Um, so that has to be thrown into the mix as well. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. As far as Barrera goes, I would say he's on the outside looking in. Oh, right now. He's going to have to, cert- like you said, play his way on. Yeah, there's no question or about injuries, that. Or injuries, and we, you know, knock on wood, we want that to happen. Certainly some guys in spring training that we'll want to keep an eye on that are in the minor leagues that we haven't seen yet. And at the top of that list will be a guy named Edwin Arroyo. Uh, he is a very exciting shortstop. We got a glimpse of him last year, so he could be one of those guys that – if all goes well this year, outside chance we could see him in a big league uniform at some point, but everything would have to go well with him. Well, I think it's interesting that a lot of guys have uh, <clears throat> coming up. Marte has came up a shortstop, played third base. McLean has moved around. They have not moved Edwin no. Arroyo off of shortstop at any level, which to me tells me defensively they have him earmarked for the, their major league shortstop, whether in the future – I mean, we'll see what happens, but he has not moved off of that position. I think that's very telling. You talk to anybody that's a talent evaluator around baseball, everybody salivates over Edwin Arroyo. Yeah. I mean, this Well, he is can a, play defensively well, here right now. Uh, no question. Yeah. Um, they think the bat will come, so that's a name to remember. Uh, we'll, there's certainly some other guys as we get into spring training that, that will be fun to watch and keep an eye out for it yeah. and, and see how they do once we get to games. Uh, we're uh, about to... Talk about some pitching. We've talked offense so far, but let's talk some pitching when we come back. Don't miss a moment at the ballpark with your 2024 season ticket membership plan. Start at just 13 games and include guaranteed access to 2024 opening day, postseason, and so much more. Call 513-381-REDS today. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF on the Reds Radio Network. We are live at the BetMGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks, bringing you the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by UDF with Jim Day. I am Tommy Thrall. We've been breaking down this team position by position. Of course, we didn't talk about catchers. That is about as locked up a position as you can find. It'll be Tyler Stevenson and Tyler or, and uh, Luke Maley uh, serving as your backstops this year. It'll be interesting to see how David Bell plays that platoon. Um, Tyler... Or, has worked extensively as we talked with him last week down in Arizona, uh, working with J.R. House to improve uh, several aspects of his game. Uh, you could tell talking to him last week, he's hungry to prove that uh, last year was an outlier. Uh, you know, he struggled a little bit at the plate. I, I think, I think that little chip on his shoulder is going to be good for him. So, it, it's uh, he's going to be fun to watch and see how he progresses this year. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, who catches who because right. Maley has caught. Abbott exclusively. He has caught the latter stages here, Hunter Green exclusively. Um, so how does that work out? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, does that continue or do they divvy that up? That'll be interesting to watch. It, it really, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. As we move ahead, let's talk some pitching. Uh, the way I have it right now, in no particular order, your rotation's going to be uh, Hunter Green, Frankie Montas, Graham Ashcraft, Nick Lodolo, and Andrew Abbott. That's That's how it shapes up in my mind. Now, we heard with some of these signings, um, Nick Martinez being one of them, uh, that some of these guys, and and don't forget about Brandon Williamson, uh, these are guys that could be battling for rotation spots as well. The question is, of those five that I mentioned, who do they 
take the spot of. Yeah. Well, Nick Martinez is certainly he's a guy that's worked. He's been a starter and in the bullpen can do both. Um, I think the most interesting part for me is going to be Nick Lodolo. How are they going to handle him? Are they going to treat him with the ultimate kid gloves and ease him into spring training and perhaps not because of ability, but start him in AAA? And the season, I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibilities that that happens just to make sure that he's okay to get him completely right, which would open up the door for a guy like Williamson to at least start the season in the rotation. Um, so we're going to see. But Louisville is going to have a pretty good rotation yeah, as well. Triple A, because you're talking about guys, if Williamson doesn't make the club, Connor Phillips, Lion Richardson, Carson Spires, Levi Stout, Christian Roa, Brett Kennedy, Tyler Gilbert, who they signed. Uh, there's there's a lot more depth. Yes. Um, and everyone so oh we got too many of this too many no you, you can't you can't have too many and think about how many pitchers came through this organization last year particularly in the bullpen guys I look back and I I, I didn't even remember that they were here barely right um, so regardless this roster has been upgraded pitching and on the position side. Well, when you when you factor in who doesn't make the rotation, let's say Brandon Williamson doesn't make the rotation. Okay, now you've either got starting rotation depth uh, with Williamson down in AAA, or you've got a guy that can really give you some serious innings in the middle of a game. Now, you've upgraded with Emilio Pagano, the bullpen as well, um, and Alexis Diaz will have another year under his belt. And, and, boy, when he was at his best last year, he was lights out. Now you've Now you're in a situation – because of the arms you have, uh, you, can, you can start to think about shortening a game with, with Lucas Sims in the mix. Now, you've you got to see Lucas Sims make some progress as far as pitching is concerned. We all know that he can throw a baseball. It would be nice to see him improve from a pitching standpoint. Really it, understand and appreciate the art of pitching instead of just trying to overpower everybody with every pitch. But your bullpen's going to be so much more experienced. You're going to have a couple of lefties out there and Sam on and Brent Suter. Um, Alex Young, I would imagine, will be back in the bullpen. Uh, but for me, the locks are, are Buck Farmer, uh, Nick Martinez, if he's not a starter, Emilio Pagan, Sam Wall, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and Brent Suter. I mean, those guys are locks. And Sims. Uh, and, and Lucas Sims. Now you've got Fernando Cruz out there as well. Alex Young, Ian Jabot, somebody in that group is not making this team. Well, there's T.J. Antone that is out there as well, coming back from uh, injury. Tony Santion is still in the mix down there. River San Martin is still in the mix. Um, to me, I'm not. We're going to. We're definitely going to see some guys that are not going to make this club that are, that were mainstays of, of the bullpen last year. I think you can, it's a lock. You can book it. Um, but I think the most important thing. Last year, guys really struggled going two innings. Right. When it became the second inning for a reliever to pitch, when the starter did not go deep, and it was the second inning because certain guys weren't available that day, that's when they ran into trouble. I think guys like Suter, Martinez are going to help that. Um, when you move a guy up like Emilio Pagan into uh, more high-leverage roles, that moves guys down who might be available to go multiple innings that aren't pitching as much throughout the season, so they're going to be available to pitch those second innings. So I think the multi-inning guys in the bullpen are going to be crucial for this club. And I think that was one of the big things that, that Nick and Brad wanted to 
to fix. They knew that that was a problem. You have to have, in this day and age, just the way the game is, you can get into the debate of, of why is the game different now as far as how starting pitching is handled. But the fact of the matter is you need more innings out of your relievers and you need more yeah. guys in your bullpen that can go multiple innings. And starters got to go farther, too. Let's, well, let's, five innings isn't going to cut it no, on a nightly basis. No, got to get through more than yeah. five. So it works in tandem. No doubt. We wrap up things on the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League when we come back from the BetMGM Sportsbook Inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks on the Reds Radio Network. Back live at the BetMGM Sportsbook Inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks. The Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. Make your reservations now to watch the big game February 11th at the BetMGM Sportsbook and Nation Kitchen and Bar right here at the Banks. The Sportsbook features a full menu and beverage services from local favorite Nation Kitchen and Bar with the restaurant area open to all ages for big game reservations. Please call one 813 Zero zero four zero. Learn more at reds.com slash betmgm. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall wrapping things up. We will be live on location from the first day of spring training next week and uh, excited about that show. We're going to have Reds President of Baseball Operations Nick Crawl and Reds General Manager Brad Metter on with us that, uh, that entire show. Just kind of four guys sitting around talking baseball and talking Reds. Should be fun. Should be, and it's, uh, they'll, they'll be busy. <laughs> yes, they will be a little busy, uh, but I always love uh, sneaking into their office in spring and looking at the big board. Yes, and uh, act like I'm not really looking at it. Well, <laughs> checking you ask, out, meaning the depth chart. If you I'm ask nicely, about. Nick will even let you take some pictures. I know, uh, uh, which is nice. very helpful. But it's interesting to see how they line them up. It's not necessarily something we talk about too much, but just for informational purposes, it's nice to know how they line them up. It's really nice when what you have in your head matches what they have on their board. That's yeah. usually a little more reassuring. Well, not past, always the case. Yeah. Years past, it's been a little tough. Now they've got, you know, like we talked about, there's only a few going to be a few battles in spring. Certainly excited about spring training. And, you know, one of the things that I think is always fun, it was fun last year, was to watch some of these young youngsters. Now some of the young guys we'll be watching will be more from a depth perspective. Absolutely. That's all the time we have. Spring training games right around the corner. Like I said, next week we will be from Arizona. Big thanks to Jake Fraley for our studio producer, Stone Shields, and for Yid. For Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you again next week. Good night.